What's up, everybody? Cold Stove Podcast, the trade deadline is mere days away, and that's why I have some would call him the best in the business, the people's insider himself, NRD, NHL Rumors Daily. How are you? It's a busy time of year. The people's insider is here on the Cold Stove Pod. No, I'm not leaving Twitter, but this is the show. This is the episode. This is the the take it home episode before Monday's fun. Take it so home, let's, baby. Let's take have it some home. Fun, right? How are you doing? How are we doing so far in the tournament? Colorado State, uh, Michigan. Who are you on? I am on Colorado State. As am I. How about that? Lower. Not a, uh, not a big. Uh, not a big Michigan guy. No, not a no. huge. Not a huge Michigan guy. Uh, I take it or leave it with Michigan. Cool, cool stadium though. Big house is very cool. Cool place to watch a hockey game too. I've heard um nrd let's get right into it let's jump in because it's going to be a rapid fire episode we're getting in get out here give you all the information you need what we hear what we know ahead of the trade deadline and then come monday i think uh in place of tuesday's cold stove well maybe we'll do a tuesday cold stove come monday though we'll be live i don't know what time yet but we'll be live as the action breaks i think we'll uh put together a good live show for you guys Think Producer, better than uh, uh, better than the other live shows. Maybe produ- it would be better than the point. Shouts uh, to ESPN. It's gonna be. It's cool that ESPN is doing a live, you know, on ESPN Plus on Monday. I I appreciate that, especially you know TSN always does it. I'm sure Sportsnet will have something going on. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll run it back. Trade melt season. The whole the thing that kicked this whole uh, this whole show off. NRD. Let's go for it. Let's get into it first. Off the top, before we get into rumors and hockey and whatnot. Um, well, this is hockey, women's hockey news, that the two leagues are going to meet, the PWPHA and the PHF. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. The, P, the PWHPA? Does Professional that women's, no, I said PWPHA. Professional Women's Pro Hockey, hockey Association. I think there's an H in it. There's, yeah, either way. No, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on your wavelength here. It's an acronym. Okay. This is what's good about the merger is that they're going to shorten the acronyms here. Hopefully, we have one unified league that we all understand and has the best players in women's hockey in it. Correct. Falling just, under the banner of one short acronym. Yeah, I'll give just all I need. One acronym that's easy to understand, and then we can get behind them. And I think the NHL is sort of waiting for one lead so that they can get behind. And the franchises are a little uh, hesitant to get behind either league at this point because the NHL hasn't given their official blessing. Not that they're against it, obviously, but they're ready to get behind a united league, which is, I think, something we've all seen coming. Obviously, there's a lot of bad blood to be sorted out, but I think everybody agrees that one league, one consolidated league with Olympians and women's professional hockey players is better than two competing leagues. No? No, I agree completely. And I think what's interesting about this is that PHF has obviously been around for quite some time, previously the NWHL, but never had that partnership with the National Hockey League. But on the other side, the Professional Women's Players Association, whatever you know the acronym works out to be, they have had that NHL support from afar. Yep. But they've been playing the Secret uh, Dream Tour, I believe it is. The it Dream is. The Tour in NHL buildings, after NHL games, cross-promotioned with NHL games. So... Now that the you know that association is willing to talk to the PHF, I find it interesting is is that's where the NHL's inflection point is. Now we're going to get involved because clearly they have they have a preferred side, right, right. in this battle. So 
Let's see if everybody can make nice on the NHL's wishes. And then maybe we can get some support and thrown behind it from the NHL. Yeah, me too. Can't wait. Hopefully everything goes well. Uh, Negotiation-wise, I know there's a lot of investment from outside investors. There's a lot of ownership things. A lot of players that don't like so-and-so commissioner-wise or, uh, you know, Danny Ryland's tenure was was tenuous, if you will. But excited to see where that goes. All right, NRD, let's do hockey. Not that that's not hockey, but let's do no, that is NHL. Hockey, but let's do NHL. Let's, let's do the hockey. Uh, ben Sherratt, now a Florida Panther. NRD. We kind of knew this was coming as far as a trade goes. We didn't know necessarily the location. There was a lot of teams involved. Montreal gets back Ty Smolenich and a 2022 conditional fourth and a 2023 conditional first. Any thoughts? You know, a lot of people gave me shit on Twitter last night, and and I apologize. It was really a cop-out answer over the past couple of weeks on this show, but things have kind of just stagnated with Ben Sherratt to where we ended up. It was. The I think there was team. a lot of suitors, right? It's there was a deal. lot of suitors, and it was the same teams that are in on all these defensemen. I mean, we're talking about St. Louis. We talked about Florida. You know, the Leafs towards the end kind of bowed out um, per Chris Johnson, but they were in the mix. The Rangers were in the mix. It's like the same kind of group of clubs going after the same couple of players on this buyer's market. And, and that's why information wasn't flowing as frequently because it was like, hey, one of these four is going to end up with them. It's just who's going to give Montreal that 2023 first and the prospect, and it was Florida. So that's, I think, more in part to why it was kind of quiet. And then last night, Florida pulls off the Frankie Vetrano deal to the Rangers. Shouts to our uh, last Thursday episode where we talked about maybe the Rangers looking into rebuild that third and fourth line. Yep, perfect guy for it. They go. He's the perfect guy for it. Florida clears cap. They get Sherratt in the building. And they still have many moves, if not the move, still in play here coming up in the next 48 hours. I mean, game 1000 is tonight in Philadelphia. Yep. They saw you see the uh, the Giroux jerseys out at Flyers practice this morning. Cool little uh, detail there. Callie Yarncroft to the Calgary Flames. Speaking of third and fourth liners, uh, Seattle retains $1 million of salary on that deal, and they get a 2022 second, a 2023 third, and a 2024 seventh. Thoughts on Callie Yarncroft, another guy with a lot of suitors. It's a great deal for the Calgary Flames. I mean, Toffoli was their big fish on the wing to provide some offense in the middle yep. of that offensive lineup. Yarncroft's going to grind it out on the third or fourth line there. They're continuing to add. I don't think they're necessarily done either. Pretty telling Sutter's comments mm-hmm. about Colorado being the team that you just don't want to play in the playoffs. Sure. And yeah, he mentioned the first round, but theoretically that's who the you know Western Conference Championship is. So those two teams in an arms race to continue to beef up both on the front end and the back end, Colorado's set in net, so is the Flames. I am excited to see what Calgary does because I don't think they're in on Claude Giroux. Like they once were, I think the price it right off the bat scared them away, but I think they have some other irons in play. I'll just leave it at that. Some irons in the fire, if you will. We mentioned the uh, Frankie Vitrano to New York deal. Again, building in those third and fourth lines. Florida gets a 2022 conditional fourth back. Uh, love love that deal for New York. I mean, Vitrano for a fourth is is fantastic. Um before we get into the next side of this thing, I wanted to comment, this is a self-comment, on the value of draft picks in trades. Because if I'm an NHL GM, I'm looking at a, like, whatever the percentages are. I'm sure we could talk to Stats Twitter on it. But, like, 
the chances of a fourth round pick becoming a Frank Vetrano to me are what two percent, ten percent, five percent. Scratch off. It's a lottery ticket. Right. It's a it's a it's a total lottery ticket that you don't like takes five years to get to the NHL from today, right? So draft is next year or draft is this upcoming year. Then you add on three to as four years, probably as a fourth round draft pick. Like I don't outside of a first round and maybe a second round pick. If I'm a GM, I'm throwing my, my later draft picks around like candy because I don't think you get players for them. I'd much rather re- get prospects. And the rebuilding teams value them. It helps them out in many totally. different for, ways. For whatever reason. I mean, well, I'd, I'd much rather... AHL pool. I think that's what it is. I true. Think when, you're tr- when you're continuing to build out an organization, you know, the hopes for a seventh-round pick to start in the NHL in three years is slim. But right. you get those guys to balance out the depth in your organization, not necessarily with the big club, but with the AHL club, you have guys that can win games at that level. Cause that's important, right? Like yeah. having guys in the A that can win games for the young NHL prospects, teaches them how to win, teaches them how to be a professional. Like it's important on so many different levels to rebuild I, an organization. I agree. I agree. I just, I, I think my whole point is that I'd rather trade for somebody's fifth round prospect that they drafted last year give up a fourth this year knowing what they are knowing another year of development for that you know what i'm saying like I, i'd rather take prospects than draft picks i guess is my point i don't maybe no, that's I'm dumb maybe that. that's dumb uh, unless it's a first or a second anyway let's get into uh what else happened was thomas hurdle signed for eight years as you may have heard on this podcast with san jose he ain't going anywhere much like nrd eight years 8.1 million dollars aav thoughts on tomas hurdle NRD. They didn't want him to go anywhere. I mean, we had that debate on this very show. We talked about how there's a ton of value in trading Tomas Hurdle, but clearly the San Jose organization feels like he's a cornerstone. He's still a guy that's going to be there, obviously, for the next eight years, playing with Willie Eklund on his wing, playing with a bunch of these younger guys they have in the lineup, Jonathan Dahlin. They're going to be all right. I think there's a lot of trepidation with that contract just because that's the go-to for the San Jose Sharks when you look up and down there salary cap ledger you got that contract to carlson to burns to vlasic to damn couture like that's the contract mm-hmm. they give out but hey you have a guy that kind of grew in that organization really did grow in that organization from you know bottom to top and he deserves another contract with any, with a team the hometown team is the one that gives it to him agreed Agree. I think it's a good contract. Eight years is a long time, obviously, but that's sort of the price you pay for a franchise player. Um, happy for him. Happy that he is happy. And uh, I think San Jose, you know, they, they're a weird team with Lasik and Burns. You kind of don't know what they have in store moving forward. Obviously, love Eklund. I was actually going back um, and looking at that 2021 entry draft and going Power, Beneers, McTavish, Hughes, Johnson, Edmondson, Eklund. That's a pretty, if you're looking at it right for today, pretty good little top seven there, no? Brant Clark and Absolutely. Dylan Genther and Tyler Boucher round that out. Could I, be a murderer's you know, row of NHL talent in years to come. Really, really solid draft. And we know that 2022, I hate to call a draft light because a lot of drafts are judged basically on the top five picks, right? But 2022 is obviously not 2021, nor is it 2023. So, um, look for those guys to make more of an impact than than a couple years past, I would say. Uh, but let's get into the NRD rapid fire segment, shall we? Let's go for it. 
Claude Giroux to where NRD? Safe money's on Florida right now. Okay. I It's not to say Colorado's out of it or any team's out of it, mm-hmm. but the safe money's Florida. Tippett is still there. Mackie Samoskevich, if I'm pronouncing that right, is still there, and he's in play. And I think those are the two names that still very much appeal to the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't think the first-round pick is the end-all, be-all in that trade. I think it's a it's a lazy take to say that Chuck Fletcher was set on a 2022 or 2023 first-rounder. I think he will forego that pick to bring in a package of a couple of first-round talents in lieu of that first-round pick. And don't forget, Buffalo has one of them, and that's their 2022 pick. Would have made um, things easier if they had it, but sure. I don't think that's the end-all, be-all. Um, by the way, this segment's going to function like I'm going to throw out a name and maybe some smoke on where uh, where they've been rumored to, and NRD is basically going to refute or um, accept, I guess, that kind of situation. So Jacob Chikrin to a Eastern Conference team. Yeah, if they're going to move him now, they're going to move him out of the Western Conference. I'm not convinced they move him now. Craig Morgan, really solid Coyotes reporter, Coyotes insider, plugged in, worked with The Athletic. I think he's doing his own thing now. does great work. Mentioned that it's not a trade that, you know, Bill Armstrong in that front office feels like they have to do today. And I agree with that. And that's why you're seeing a lot of these non-contenders in play here, the Buffalo Sabres, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I still think, and I, as I said just days ago, Carolina's the dark horse here. I'd watch for them to make a move. I think they're working the phones behind the scenes, seeing what they can do at a bigger scale. Does that mean they part with the Seth, Seth Jarvis in that deal? The asking price is massive on Chikrin. And I'm not sure Carolina wants to go there right now, but deadlines breed desperation. And if that's a move that Carolina really thinks sets them up for a Stanley Cup this year, I think we see that maybe Jarvis plus, plus, plus. I can, uh, let me cold water of my own, and that's Chikrin to the Sabres. So consider it cold. Consider it cold. Cold still. Uh, there you go. Uh, they just the uh, they know Chikrin can play the right side, but if they're going to have him for years, they'd rather be on his comfortable side because he's a left hand shot, left hand defenseman. The Sabers left hand decor to, or not tomorrow, but next year looks like Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, and Matthias Samuelson. Jacob Bryson may have something to say about that, but I don't expect him to crack those three. The right side is obviously the problem with the Sabres. Henry Yoki Haru is involved. So is bringing back a Mark Pizik. Maybe he goes to the deadline. The Sabres are building a culture that they love Mark Pizik being a part of. He's sort of the the new Kyle Poso, not necessarily a captain, but light locker room type of guy. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be involved at the very least uh, next year if he gets moved this year. They have guys like Oscari Laxanen and uh, Fitzgerald on the right side as well, but they are going to improve that right side. They talked a lot of talk about the Owen Power partner. Um, I don't have names right now for that other than it's not Jacob Chikrin. John Vogel wrote a good piece this morning in The Athletic. Uh, you mentioned a Scott Mayfield, perhaps, a Justin Schultz, perhaps, a uh, Radko Gudis, perhaps. I don't, I don't know yet. I don't have any names that are flying around my universe as far as who's going to be the right side of that defense pair. But if I do, I will certainly let the people know uh, via Twitter. But that my, uh, you know, end all be all on Buffalo is that 
It's going to be a right-handed defenseman that they are going after hard. It's going to be a middle six forward that they are going after hard, whether it's at the deadline or at the uh, like draft, perhaps, or in free agency. And pieces that are going to make it happen are the Victor Olofsons of the world, the Ryan Johnson, who's currently playing for Minnesota, uh, Jacob Bryson maybe as well. These aren't guys that are the UFA. You know, Robert Hag is out the door. Craig Anderson potentially will know that, I think, in the next 24 to 48 ahead of the deadline. But it's going to be, um, I'll put it this way, there there are pieces that the Sabres have in play. They have a couple first-round draft picks this year. They have a couple second-round draft picks next year. So they're willing to move pieces out to get young defensemen, or a young-ish defensemen, you know, 28-29 with term uh, to play beside Owen Power, or maybe even Darlene and Yoki Haru and Power work great together. Who knows? But that top four is going to be solidified Ideally, fairly soon. Yeah, fairly yeah, soon. Fairly soon. Um, okay, back to the rapid fire segment. Mark Andre Fleury is going to be playing north of the border. True or false? Lean true. Okay. Lean because true. Because that, right that gives you options, obviously. Like in Edmonton, I know he probably doesn't want to go there. That gives you a Toronto. Um, but north of the border, Mark Andre Fleury, you lean true, you say. I lean true. I think to not to, you know, Go back to that cliched well, but I think desperate deadlines bring desperation. And I really liked what Elliot Friedman said last night. It was a great line about no one knows the status of Jack Campbell better than Kyle Dubas. Mm-hmm. Right. And the Leafs have been relatively quiet, right? They bowed out of Sherratt. Talk about Hampus Lindholm being their guy or Mark Giordano, which Giordano seems like a Toronto Maple Leaf to me. So maybe we could pencil that one into it. Just like okay. the perfect player veteran it's the type of guy they like to add but i still think that there's something to be had there with mark andre Fleury, Mrazic going the other way for the contract purposes they need the goaltender to get them over the hump agreed I totally and, I th- agree. and, and i think that the goaltender is there this year he wasn't there in previous years this is the goaltender somebody with experience somebody who won a Vezina last year still playing at a high level and proven you don't have to worry about inconsistency with Marc-Andre Fleury. And at what point do you just say, like, we need to go win a Stanley Cup? You know, we can't... It feels like a lot of Toronto is is building and building and putting pieces together, and put the puzzle piece. At what point, if you're Kyle Dubas, do you play checkers and not chess? When your contract's up, which Kyle Dubas is, is this, this offseason. Not saying he won't be re-signed there in Toronto as the general manager. I don't think there's a threat to his job security. Right. But you get paid a lot more when you're a winner. And Very true. Once again, deadlines bring desperation, my friend. That's going to be the theme of the show. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Who should buy a plane ticket? JT Miller, Connor Garland, or Brock Besser? Connor Garland. Of the three, Connor. Of Garland. the three, Connor Garland. Okay. Why? I still hear. I'm listen, this is going to be my Coup de gras come Tuesday when we record the post show, post deadline show, mm-hmm. that there's no concernable reason for the Vancouver uh, the Vancouver Canucks to move JT Miller right now when they're one point out of a playoff spot. They just don't need to do it right now. They're competing 
they had a disastrous start to the year. You get rid of Travis Green. You bring in Bruce Boudreaux, who's a quote machine, by the way. I don't know if you saw that clip from him about doors versus windows. <laughs> that was I have, awesome. I have not. He counted. I have heard just that so argument. you know, he counted all the doors in Vancouver. It's really? definitely it's definitely wheels. I'm sorry, doors <laughs> versus wheels. It's wheels because he counted all the doors. But he got that team playing well. They're firing on all cylinders, and JT Miller's your best forward. There's no rush to move him right now unless Florida loads up on Giroux here in the next 48 hours, and then a team gets desperate. Okay. Then I could be wrong. Okay. I I'm going to say uh, if, if Besser ends up anywhere, it's going to be Buffalo. That's my, my hot take. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. Uh Excuse me. The LA Kings are in a playoff spot. Over under on 1.5 prospects in the LA system moved before Monday afternoon. Under. Okay. But what is one in play? I think one's in play. Okay. Surely they'll add. Might be addition by subtraction, but they'll add. But I don't see them selling the farm right now. I don't because think this is their year. They're not win now mode. They're just they're sort of like, oh, this is going well mode, right? Yeah, and they're playing with house money. And I think that they're gonna sit back. They're in a great spot right now. They're in the pole position, not obviously first in the Pacific, but they're in the pole position in terms of all the other teams that are fighting and clawing their way at a wild card spot. So they're safe. They're in as a divisional, you know buy into the playoffs. They're not a wild card team right now. Vegas is struggling. Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas, they're all kicking the shit out of each other trying to get a wild card spot. I think Vegas, I think the Los Angeles Kings, I think Rob Blake in that front office is content with just letting the dominoes fall as they may, seeing what comes to them, not being overly eager to make a move just for the sake of making a move. If something falls into their lap, i.e., hey, the Jacob Chicken price is now a discount now affordable to us yeah sure then i'll be wrong they'll go over to one and a half prospects there in that deal but right now i think vegas uh, i think did it again i think that the la kings are content to just ride this wave and see how far it takes them well let's ride with your uh with your freudian slip huh uh vegas golden knights are going to blank the playoffs miss Ooh, as a Sabres fan, I like to hear that. There's a lot going on in Vegas, man. Injuries are are still are are absolutely a problem there. They're on a skid of proportions that, frankly, Vegas has never seen before in their short history, right? And what's what's really interesting to me is people are going to blow Vegas missing the playoffs out of proportion. There's a uh, (laughs) there's a blow in Vegas joke in there somewhere. Sure, but sure, sure. It's going to get blown out of proportion, but it really shouldn't. Because anything that you get out of Jack Eichel this year is a bonus. Gravy. Gravy on top. Next year, you made that Jack Eichel move for future years. You didn't make it for 2022. No, whatever. Because you knew if even if Jack Eichel and your whole team was healthy, you would have had to make a, a large move with the guys you have today in order to make it work anyway. So, so this is it's like all said, about next year. It's gravy and it's all about next year. I think people will freak out if Vegas misses the playoffs, 
I don't think it's as cause for concern as the general public will think. I, next year is that year. Next year is the year for Vegas. Over under, I mentioned 1.5 prospects in LA. Over under 1.5 UFAs moved in Anaheim. Under. Sell off on the UFAs. So, wait, wait, wait. You said under? Under on what? Prospects added or prospect traded? No, no, no. Un- under, so 1.5 UFAs traded. Oh, UFAs. I'm sorry. I thought we were on the prospect thing still. No, no, no. Probably. Also, I, I will give you the over on that. You'll give me the over on that, yeah. Yes. Prospects added. I'll take the over. Over one and a half UFAs moved. It, I mean, it could be up there. It could be one, two, three, four... Five, so probably put the over under at four and a half. I was just gonna say, can I take the alt over of two and a half at least? Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. You get some, just get some points for that. That's like minus one sixty. I'm excited to see what Anaheim does. I, I I like that team for the future, and and I think they have a lot of valuable UFAs that can help teams immediately, uh, especially when it comes to playoff pushes. Okay, Chicago Blackhawks, not named Flurry, are going to end up blank. I think Brandon Hagel. He's he's moving up TSN's trade bait chart like nobody else. Keeps climbing the list. You know where I think he ends up? Where? And I know this is going to be contradictory to everything I've kind of said and everything okay. we've said on the show the past couple episodes. I wonder if Pittsburgh makes a late push for him. Oh, he's such a penguin. Rounds out the depth there. Such a penguin. Brandon Hagel uh, and Jake Gensel playing together. Oh, I, I, I almost don't want it to Pittsburgh happen. Pittsburgh makes that move late. I know the talk about them right now is adding the depth on defense, maybe in the net of, of having a third guy there, but I don't know. I think that that's just my, maybe I'm conjuring this in my mind right now. Maybe it's a make sense, but hey, then again, the make sense actually does make sense because on this show a couple weeks ago, we talked about Max Domi and the Boston Bruins. Chats to our guy Jeff Merrick last night talking about the Bruins' interest in Max Domi. So sometimes the things that make sense do, in fact, make sense. Hashtag made sense. Where does Owen Tippett hashtag make sense? He's, I think he's on the Greyhound to Philly right now. One spot and one spot only? Is that in, in your opinion? I just don't see the Florida Panthers making a move bigger than Giroux. And he's the asset that Philly has a ton of interest in. Like I said, Mackie Samoskevich is also another asset there. Maybe two, maybe one, maybe one and something else. But the Flyers are that team because if they're making the big move, he's the big fish going the other way. How about the current top right-handed defenseman on the market? One Colin Miller. Oh, there you go. He's a name. Something like that. He's a name. St. Louis. I like the fit there in St. Louis. They've been active on the defensive market. Doug Armstrong continuing to look to improve that roster. And he's a right-handed yeah. defenseman. One of those rare commodities. They were in on Sherratt. Surely they've been looking into Chipkin too. No, he's not a right-handed defenseman, but they've been looking at the defensive market. Colin Miller, probably one of the best guys out there still. That's not a joke. And I think that St. Louis is the team that has a fit there. Uh, he's playing tonight, by the way, Colin Miller, for the first time in a minute. If he's anywhere near good and healthy, I think he might play like 30 minutes tonight. Uh, that's that's going to set his price. Obviously, Sherratt has set a price. There's uh, 
you know, some other price setting happening, but Sherratt was the domino. I think Colin Miller um, ideally gets close to a first. I don't know. I don't uh, – probably a second is kind of where I I see him landing. Maybe they throw in an Olafson to get a first involved. I don't know. You have to know. be able to we'll afford Olafson's, Olafson's extension, but yeah. Correct. Uh, let's go next up. Phil Kessel, does he need to buy a jacket? Probably going somewhere colder than Arizona. I think anywhere it goes, he needs to buy a jacket. He's one of those names that's kind of flown under the radar. I mean, we sat here on the show prior that the Penguins, another team that just familiarity, he's going to come at a cheap cost. Maybe they just mm-hmm. pull that off for old time's sake. Hasn't been a lot of smoke on Kessel, and that's sad because I still think he could provide a little bit. He's in the league, I do too. right? He's in the league. Yeah. He's in the show, so I think he could provide to some degree. Uh, any other Coyotes you're watching besides Chickren and Kessel? Clayton Keller. Ooh, okay. Good the, name. The Rangers have loved that kid for years. Well, and that's my next one. Is is Chris Drury's biggest move is going to be blank? It doesn't look like it's going to be Claude Giroux right now. Okay. I still think that the smart move and the play that it seen, that if there are any smoke signals coming from the chimney of the Rangers Vatican, I think it's to rebuild that third and fourth line and the defensive depth. But that organization, Chris Drury, previously JG and JD, Jeff Gordon and John Davidson all have loved Clayton Keller. And Hey, speaking of the Rangers Vatican, the new Penn Station, very nice, by the way. The Rangers Vatican. Right. The, well, the the new I, I mean the new Penn Station. I was at the uh, over Christmas. It was very very nice spot. It is a spot. It is a spot. <laughs> it's a spot. He says, uh, "Bill Guerin buys or sells." Buys. Ooh, because they need to. They need to buy big win over Minnesota uh, over Boston. Yep. Inject some lifeblood into that team. Maybe yeah. they feel a little bit confident. Maybe they feel a little bit lighter on their feet now. Do Bruins fans love or hate Don Sweeney come Tuesday? Don't they already hate Don Sweeney? Yeah, well, I'm that they do. All right, but they so could then, they could love him. So then, sure to bring him back, Cam Neely. I think everybody's going to hate <laughs> Don Sweeney no matter what. So Don Sweeney, yeah, they don't like Don Sweeney. Toronto has better or worse goaltending than Edmonton come Tuesday. The same. The same as Edmonton. Nobody wants to go to Edmonton. Varlamov won't wave his <laughs> NMC. Flurry won't wave his NMC. He doesn't even have one. They just won't trade him there out of respect. <laughs> Max Domi is a blank. Boston Bruin. I like the smoke on that. I do too. He, he could be he could be a beloved Boston figure. No, he that's that's like a guy where I mentioned Don Sweeney. That's a guy where if they sign Domi. They trade out, you know, uh, Zboril or or Z- Z- what's his name, Zanishin, uh, the the first round pick that hasn't really panned out, and they get something for him. You know, they get uh, Swayman's obviously not going anywhere, but maybe like an Olmark deal. Ooh, little little smoke to that one. Um, then maybe they do. Maybe they do really like Don Sweeney. I don't know. Um, true or false? Jesper brought. And and Pavel Zaka are devils come Tuesday. Jesper Brat, Jesper Brat, Jesper Brit, whatever the f- <laughs> fuck you want to call him, he's a New Jersey Devil. Pavel Zaka's not. Oh, 
Is he a Vancouver Canuck, like everybody liked to say a couple months ago? No. I don't know where he is, but he's not a New Jersey Devil. Okay. Jack McBain gets a blank for his rights. Second round pick. Sticking to the uh, the gospel of Jeff Merrick. And Jeff Merrick, Freeman. I totally agree. But that that's such a widely reported, like, it's going to be a second round plus because he's a great player that I think a lot of teams will give up a second for. I, it, you know, maybe a Buffalo doesn't because he won't sign with them. Um. Uh, but is there not a bidding war for Jack McBain? I mean, how about our boy Johnny Walker driving to Colorado to play uh, an ECHL, or maybe it's Utah even. Arizona State stud, finish out his career, nobody wants him, driving to Utah to play ECHL hockey on a tryout deal. Come on. They're going to need a break. They're, they're going to need warm bodies in uh, Sign Arizona Johnny Walker in the next up. couple of years. Maybe he goes back home. And how about Devin Levi not getting player of the year in Hockey East? What bullshit. He got rookie of the year. Come on. Come on. Uh, does Tampa Bay have a first-round pick this year? Are you asking me? Because I don't know. No, they do. I'm saying, oh, do, they, do they after Tuesday? I don't know how much they can afford to add. Everybody's healthy. It's true. For and the first no, time. Uh, there's no hip surgeries this year, huh? I had heard unconfirmed reports. Come on. No way. That Julian Brisebois is going to go Tanya Harding, uh, no. Kucherov, <laughs> right to the playoffs, and he's going to be healthy right in time. But they're all healthy right now. How much can you really add in Tampa? Is Ron Hexall lying about being okay with doing nothing? No, I don't think he's lying. I mean, sounds contradictory, like I said, to you know the Brandon Hagel shout in Pittsburgh, but they don't really have to do much. They can't do much. They're another team that really can't do much with what they have. I also think that uh, I just don't think their team is going to go like is doing nothing. Are you cool with getting bounced in the second round? Like maybe that's kind of is that their ceiling? Maybe they are. You know? How much time do they really have left? Right, you have to pay Latang. That's the thing. And I Latang think and Malkin and Crosby. Like, this off season is huge to to pay Latang. Malkin's coming up soon. If if I'm not mistaken, he's this year, this it's, year as well. It's, so it's you have to pay both of them. Right, I think. Winning the cup this year is obviously you always want to win a Stanley Cup when you're competing, but not the end of the world. You'll have all off season to reassess, um, see how much you're paying Mock and see how much you're paying Latang, see if you're even paying either of them. Latang is was formerly represented by Kent Hughes, just putting that out there. Ooh, okay. and uh, maybe just refreshing the off season. Unless here's the caveat: unless they sign Arturi Lekkinen, and then then they win the cup, obviously. Or excuse me, trade for Arturi Lekkinen. Capping in for Lekkinen, get it done. Is uh, Dallas versus St. Louis head-to-head, more moves made come Tuesday? Dallas. I think so, too. I think they're a player or two away. Maybe some depth scoring type of guy. Because their goalie situation is fine. We're going to ride Ottinger and Holtby. If, if Holtby can be one of those get-hot, playoff kind of guys who's 30 something and just has that you know whatever that playoff experience gene is knows how to like because once once you're in the playoffs that schedule gets so you know constructed every other day and then you win a series you get a couple days off every other day you win a series you get a couple days off the same shots the same guys, the same lines, the same power play. You see a bunch of stuff over and over and over. And I think a guy like Holtby or a Flurry, for that matter, 
they are the guys that know what to look for and they they learn they can they watch film where Nottinger is extremely talented he's going to learn from Holtby in a seven game series where we see the same guys over and over and over again how do I pick up things eventually the this guy's move gets old eventually Ovechkin from the from the top of the circle one timers I'm going to figure out how to get those. He might sneak no, one by me, but he's got 767 of them. Nobody's going to figure that one. Out. I know. I know. Um, let's see. I'm going to go down. Oh, uh, speaking of, of Seattle or excuse me, speaking of Mark Giordano, Mark Giordano is a blank. Toronto Maple Leaf. If we're it does look good, right? It does look good. Um, He's not going to be a Seattle peg. Kraken. How stupid no, is that? No, no, no. Celebrating game 1000 and he's he's got to come out in full He was in full uniform. He had the shoulder pads on, but he was a healthy scratch. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Sad. Very sad. Why like what are you doing there? Um going back to the uh I was going to say like the the old-time Winnipeg Jets here, Andrew Kopp and the like. Are they blowing the thing up? Andrew Kopp appears to be tradable, at least, in his injury. They can move him. Um, he's not so injured that I don't think a team wants to take a chance on him. They're very close to blowing it up. But a Mark Shif- you blow it up with a Mark Shifley trade. That's a blow-up. That's the blow-up. Andrew Correct. Kopp doesn't blow the system up. Mark Shifley does. And do you have the time now? Once you see what the haul is for Claude Giroux, do you have the time now to pivot and set up a Mark Shifley deal in three days? I don't think so. I think that's a offseason yeah. move. How about Pierre Luc Dubois? Another RFA guy after the Me, RFA this year. Blow it up too, but I think you need more than three days to broker that deal. Paul Stastny guy. Gone. Couldn't tell you where, but gone. Oh, I like that. I like that. NRD. That's kind of it. I mean, that if you, you can go up and down the trade bait list and say Calvin DeHaan, we mentioned Chicago guys, Colin Blackwell, Jeff Petrie, Cal Clutterbuck, Zadina is a guy I love to watch play. Maybe he needs a fresh start out of Detroit. Bring him in Buffalo. Mark Stahl type, type of stuff. Maybe a Provorov NRD. Who knows? I'm excited, though. Anything that you have circling around in your brain up there? Not much. I got a lot in my brain right now, Brett. Uh-oh. You know that. Always do. <laughs> I got a lot going on, but I'm glad we can do this right before the deadline. Hope you guys enjoy this one as a quick one. I know this is very rumor heavy. That's what you guys are here for at the end of the day. There you go. Put that one in the end of the day jar. Excited. We're going to see you on Monday live at some point. Yep. And let's see you Monday. We'll be Monday afternoon. We'll be live. We'll be cooking. NRD cooking bombs. In the cold stove. NRD bombs dropping. You had a big weekend ahead of you, my man. Merriman mortars. Yep, Merriman mortars. What I what I give you today? What was my? Uh, oh, Chikrin to, is not going. He's to not Buffalo. going to Buffalo. Which That's I correct. mean, you had like a thirty-one and thirty-two's chance of that one. So good job. <laughs> yeah, I I think we're uh, we're all right there. But uh, hey, I'm still riding high on my Pavelski stuff. There you go, Scoopmaster. Brett's bottle rocket. That was a bottle <laughs> rocket. That was a Brett bottle rocket. It's not a Merriman order yet. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, NRD, big weekend. Big weekend. I'll be on Twitter as much as I can. I'm at a wedding, but I think it's one of those weddings where I can have my phone out pretty consistently. So, Oh, so you're a good wedding guest. Shouts to Naples, Florida. There Can't wait. It's going to be humid, too. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be cooking for the first time all year. Hot scoops. L- literally. 
it's hot no, outside. No, no, no. Like just sweating. My yeah, balls that's what off. I'm saying. It's just it's all your phone's gonna be blowing up. It's all good. I think uh, maybe we'll get uh, maybe we'll publish our text conversations from this weekend. Once we're once we start hearing stuff, and we just like maybe we'll we'll get a Patreon going. Like you get access to Brett and NRD's text threads. Yeah, you can't participate. No, but there's a live feed going on. We'll just live stream. You know the this, the screen recording. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. All right, NRD, where can the folks find you? At NHL Rumors Daily on Twitter. No, I'm not going anywhere. No, this is the biggest weekend of the year for me. So expect to see it there. You chasing anything right now? I am chasing something. Okay. Okay. I'm chasing the thing that everybody knows that I'm probably chasing. Let's just say I, things I, are getting hot there. And I think you know I want what I'm to. About. Yes, I want to comment because NRD graciously allowed me to see uh, inside the, the rumor cave today. And I just need to say that his uh, his eyes are are darting all over the place. I look like so a, I look like a man on Adderall is what I look like, despite so not I being. Think, I, I look like one right now. During this podcast, I think you know that NRD is uh, his mind is in his his contacts. I'll put it that way. There's just keep an eye out to tonight's celebrations in Philly. Things are afoot. Uh, I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman, excited for trade deadline weekend. This is when a lot of stuff happens, a lot of Weetsy bombs, a lot of Elliot, uh, whatever Elliot might do. Merritt's got the beat on women's hockey and and seem, seemingly junior hockey and defensemen. Maybe Sarah Volley gets a win this weekend. I know Pegnot is good for one. I know NRD is good for one or two. And maybe I'll break some Buffalo nose. Who knows? One or two. We're trying to grow a podcast here, bud. I am the end-all, be-all. I am the all-knowledge. There all he is. I, hey, I got to light a fire under your ass. We're, we're the only independent journalists out there. I got to pick it up, man. There's been too many NRD breadcrumbs. <laughs> too many crumbs. Ah, not enough bombs. Too many breadcrumbs. Too many breadcrumbs, not enough bombs. We'll make that happen this weekend for you guys. Uh, see you Monday. We'll be live. See you Monday.